extraordinarily more powerful and more effective than you are working individually. Now listen, I, I know when I get the concept, especially when it comes to something like economic development. I know that a county judge in Cameron County would love to take credit and claim for something coming to Cameron County. A county judge in Hidalgo County would like to take credit for what's coming to Hidalgo County. The multitude of mayors who gather here today would like to be the one who is able to land a big project. What must be understood, like what Adriana Cruz was talking about, a win for one is a win for all. And let me explain more about this. As Adriana was talking about and as I will talk about even more, the number one state for economic development through the entirety of my services government has been Texas and it has not been even close. I say that to point this out. Because of our success in economic development, I have visited every region of the state of Texas and worked with every region of the state of Texas to see how they go about the economic development process. And you look at the leaders and you look at what stimulates success. And every time you see that success, you see a region working in collaboration, working with unity. I'll give you two examples. An area that is known prolifically, not just across America, but internationally, for what's going on on economic development is the Dallas region. The Dallas region doesn't work as not like the city of Dallas to the exclusion of everybody else. In Dallas County itself, is rimmed with about 15 to 20 municipalities. Each of those municipalities would their mayor and leadership team would love to be the one that in isolation took credit for what may be happening in that region. But they know that's not the way that it works. They, when they are seeking to have a relocation of the headquarters or a business expansion, the Dallas region works as a unit. And as a unit, they're able to land so many economic development projects. And to show you how it's a win-win situation, the municipality in that region that seems to land the most, especially as it concerns big headquarters, is the city of Irving, located in Dallas County. But here's the deal. When the city of Irving lands a headquarters, it leads to more sales tax revenue for all the municipalities around there. A lot of the people who may be working at that headquarters that's located in Irving, Texas, they live in Highland Park or the city of Dallas and they're paying property taxes in those other cities. And most important is this, when a brand name company or really any company chooses a geographic region to locate itself, that sends a message to businesses across the country and across the world this is a good place to do business. Others will follow in that pathway. If a particular city in the RGV lands an economic development project, that's going to be a signal to other businesses across the country. This is a region worth going to and exploring. 
And when they come here, they can look around then and try to find the best fit for them. What, which city is the best? Which county is the best? What Do they really need access to and what is provided? So my point is this, when you all work together as a unit, you're going to be a magnet for economic opportunity and jobs that will be repeating itself over and over and over again. Your primary goal by working together is to be that collective messenger to the, the entire globe that one of the prime real estate locations in the world to do business is the real grand stepping up trying to assist in that effort. One thing that I know that employers or businesses are looking for when they're choosing a location to go to, what, what's the quality of health care in that area? And an element of good quality health care is a level one trauma center. I can remember a, a time when people in the medical community here told me, this was maybe five or ten years ago, they say, Governor, we need a level one trauma center. And I was astonished that there was not one in the real Grand Valley. As a person myself who needed access to a level one trauma center, I, I could only imagine what someone would go through in the RGV if they had an accident like what put me in a wheelchair and they had to go all the way to San Antonio. For care, what would it be like for them? What would it be like for their family? What would it be like if, instead of having to do that, the RGB had its own level one trauma center? And so I worked with Senator Hinojosa, and we delivered on our promise to establish a level one trauma center right here in the real Grand Valley. Another issue where we know the RGV has been lacking, I came down here a couple of years ago for a press conference to talk about what we were going, going to do to help solve this problem. And that is there are many areas across RGV that have inadequate access to broadband. That is almost like a, a different era in which people are living. There's one era where people have access to broadband and they are up to speed on what's going on today. If there's a home or a school or a business that does not have access to broadband, they are not able to live or compete in the modern day era. So we made a commitment to expand broadband because it spurs business growth. It helps children learn. It allows access to healthcare in your own home. And because of that, we are in the midst of rapidly spreading broadband across the entirety of the Rio Grande Valley to ensure that the future that's online will expand the future of the RGV.
one thing that Andrade and I did, we talk a whole lot with the, we work a whole lot with the Texas Workforce Commission. And in talking with them, we know that the number one concern, <clears throat> the number one request of employers across the state is a is better access to a well-trained and well-qualified workforce. I know that very same factor is true in the Rio Grande Valley. One thing that we have been working to address is that workforce, and so we've been working to invest in that workforce in the Rio Grande Valley. And we did that in multiple ways this immediate past session. Specifically, South Texas College is slated to receive nearly $53 million in funding. UTRGV's medical school is getting $12 million in additional funding. But more broadly than that, is what we did is a state that benefits the RGV and the entirety of the state. We completely transformed the way that we are funding our two-year college programs. Programs are intended to be educating students who may not want to, may have no desire to go to a four-year college. They don't need a degree in some liberal arts master or something like that. They need skill training so they can go immediately work for an employer. And we are working to provide that. Before this session, Two-year colleges were funded on the basis of the number of students who enrolled. That didn't really help employers per se. So we changed the way that two-year colleges are funded. And we're no longer funding them on the students who are coming in. Instead, we are funding them on the basis of who they graduate and whether or not those graduates have the skills they need to immediately go into one of the high-paying jobs right here in the real Grand Valley. I want to expand on something that Sergio was talking about moments ago. He made reference to the port. What's going on at the port cannot be overstated. We are working and have been working with billion-dollar businesses that are expanding operations in the Port of Brownsville. This board is incredibly important as an international transfer point. Already it provides well over 50,000 jobs and $3 billion in economic activity. But the future of the port and what it will do for this region is the most important thing. Mark my words, the Port of Brownsville is going to be a centerpiece of future economic expansion for this entire region. We've seen this before. If you talk to anybody in the city of Houston, you talk to the, the business leaders in the city of Houston, one of the biggest dynamic game changers they experienced was the Port of Houston and what it was able to do for the entire economy and the entire region. 
as you all expand and develop the port of Brownsville, sure it will be transformative for Brownsville and for Cameron County, but you will see that transformation expand inward all the way through Hidalgo County and Star County and through the entire region. The entire region in this area is going to benefit from every expansion that occurs to the port of Brownsville. And then on top of that, as you all can probably tell from all of the road construction that you see going on around here, we are spending billions of dollars on roads to keep the RGV moving and moving forward. I know how important this is to me, and for no other reason, because I've heard from leaders in this room talk about it so much. And that's why I made a specific point to appoint Alex Mead to the Texas Department of Transportation. Mm -hmm. And I missed what he was saying as I was coming in, so they already told you. Uh, but yesterday, TxDOT adopted a new 10-year plan to build the next generation of transportation network, and that plan intends to spend more than $3.6 billion on projects right here in the Rio Grande Valley. Just to list some of these key projects, they include State Highway 32 East Loop in Cameron County that will connect the Port of Brownsville to Veterans International Bridge. Funding for State Loop 195 in Star County to relieve traffic on US 83. $150 million for the International Bridge Trade Corridor, plus upgrades to I-69E and I-69C and a lot more. But as Senator Hinojosa was saying, there may be nothing more important to this region that is growing so rapidly and because of the rapid growth you see more demand for real estate in this region and that causes an increase in the property valuation of both your homes and your businesses and that in turn leads to a dramatic rise in the property taxes that you have to pay. So much so, some businesses were being priced out of the ability to maintain, continuing to do business at the current location. And too many people living in the RGV were being priced out of their homes. That's why this past session, priority number one was cutting property taxes in Texas. And And I also know that property tax relief was a priority agenda for many cities and counties as well as businesses that are here today. This past February, in my state of the state address, I told you and my fellow Texans that we would use $15 billion to cut property taxes in Texas. As Senator Hinojosa has told you, it turned out we did even more. I signed a law that provides more than $18 billion in tax cuts in the state of Texas at all time. Right now. 
Your school property taxes are going to be slashed. But don't think that means there's any less funding for schools. The school funding that will be slashed from the kind of property taxes is going to be made up by the state of Texas providing that funding, so much so, the funding that schools will receive will be at an all-time high. Your homestead exemption will increase to $100,000. Senior homeowners will be protected from being priced out of their homes. And we increased the franchise tax more than doubling it. Up until now, the, the first million dollars of revenue were not subject to a franchise tax. Now that's up to $2.4 million. If you have revenue of less than $2.4 million, you will not be paying a franchise tax in the state of Texas. One thing these property taxes will do is to spur the Texas economic juggernaut even more. Already, even before these property tax cuts, Texas ranked number one in the United States of America for the most new jobs added over the past year. Texas has been ranked as the number one state for doing business by CEOs for 19 years in a row. Texas, with a big assist from the RGB, has led the United States for exports for 21 years in a row. Texas has become such a magnet for businesses that this past year, Texas became home to more Fortune 500 company headquarters than any other state in America. Texas is the headquarters of headquarters in the United States. One thing that I do not often do is to correct Senator Hills. I will make an exception today, and I think because of what I'm going to say, he will not mind. He rightfully took pride in saying that Texas has the ninth largest economy in the world. When you add up all the, the goods and services that you all help produce, Texas now has an annual gross domestic product of $2.3 trillion. When I first became governor of Texas, Texas had the 12th or 13th largest economy in the world. Senator Hinojosa said we had the ninth. Actually, Senator, an update. Today, Texas now has the eighth largest economy in the entire world, and you are a part of that success. One of the big keys to our economy are small businesses. I know that large businesses kind of get some of the credit, like I talked about the Fortune 500 company businesses. Well, the fact of the matter is, about 95% of all businesses in the state of Texas are small businesses, and they employ about half of all employees across the entire state. Because of our small businesses, Texas ranks number one in the United States for jobs created by Hispanic women business owners. 
black business owners, and better women's business owners. The Texas economy works for everyone. Going back to what I said earlier, going back to what is a theme of today, but maybe most importantly, going back to what is a fact today. The Rio Grande Valley is the future of Texas. I'm glad to see that so many mayors have come together to join in what we're about to do, and that is to sign an alliance to focus on making that future even brighter for this entire region. Working together, we will ensure that the Texas of tomorrow blooms right here in the Rio Grande Valley. Thank you all. God